couldn't sleep at all last night. Hello, and welcome to Chosen by Committee, the podcast where myself, Josh Heron, Chris Vermundid, and John Rosenberg read through every Pulitzer winning podcast since 1980. No, not podcast. That's what we are yet to win a Pulitzer. Uh, every Pulitzer Prize winning play and musical since 1917. So you don't have to, or so you will come along and join us. When do you think I'll give Pulitzer for podcasts? God, dark, dark time. <laughs> Probably four years from now. Um, uh, uh, my name is Josh Heron. I am a elementary school teacher. Um, just finished the fucking worst year of my life. Uh, and I'm joined um, in person, sitting right next to me, the elusive, the very, very sexy uh, Christopher Mundin. Live from South Philadelphia. Whoa, whoa, whoa! And we are also joined by uh, a baby. Uh, John, what's your baby's name? I know. Osceola. It's Osceola. Osceola. What do you... Is it always Osceola. It's Osceola Tilford Wolfrose. Osceola. Osceola. So the father of Osceola's father, John Rosenberg. Hello. And today we are talking about uh, John holding up for me, or not John, Chris holding up for me. This is so fun, you guys, um, that me and Chris are get to be in person. I We've scheduled this. We haven't, ta- obviously, if you're a longtime listener, we haven't talked in a while. Um, and last time we talked was February, and things with the pandemic have really, uh, really shifted. Um, and so Chris and I are able to do this in person. Um, John, uh, having fled, um, having fled for the West Coast, um, is, is not with us, but, um, in spirit. Anyway, um, we read All the Way Home by Tad Moselle, um, a drama in three acts, um, based on the Pulitzer Prize winning novel, A Death in the Family by James Aggie, uh, so, you know, double trouble, Pulitzer. Double Pulitzer. And wow, uh, <laughs> not sure if I would have guessed that. Back with a bang, right? <laughs> um, oh, I believe Chris. Somehow you, uh, I feel like Chris probably read it the closest, so you're going to have to do that. Um, okay, so it's set in or around Knoxville, Tennessee right around the First World War, and it follows a family. I don't know, do we get their last name? Oh, the um, Pollitts. The Pollitts. It's Jay and Mary are mm-hmm. the parents. Yep. And they have a young son named... Rufus. Rufus, um, which apparently is a black name. He gets um, teased a lot for that. He gets teased for his name. And so we meet this nuclear family. We also meet the, in the first act, we meet the extended family, um, Jay's alcoholic brother, Ralph, and uh, his wife and Jay's parents. They go 
pile in uh, an automobile, flashy automobile, and go visit the great, great, great grandmother. She's like, I don't know, fifth generation we're talking about. Um, the second act, we meet Mary's extended family, including Aunt Hannah, who buys a cap for Rufus. Um, and I guess at the end of the second act is the main plot point of the play, which I guess I'll say uh, Jay dies in an automobile. I feel accident. like if you were to like not spoiler that, it'd be like, what the hell is this play <laughs> right. about? Yeah. Uh, just like quiet, nice scenes of family with very little conflict. The, the book is called The Death in the Family. So Jay dies and the third act, Jay is dead. Rufus is kind of happy that he's an orphan because now the kids think he's cool and he's, they're not going to make fun of him. But Mary's like, no, you're not an orphan. I have a baby coming. And they all live happily ever after. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about what we liked about this play. I, there's a scene I really like. What scene? The scene with the, the old woman, the great grandmother, who like blows bubbles, like who's like is blowing saliva bubbles and it's really grotesque. And then she uh wets herself or poops herself. Yeah. 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 Uh and Rufus is like, oh, you're incontinent too. Yeah. Um, because he pees himself earlier in the play. Um, I thought that was sort of a, like a weird Southern Gothic moment that I was sort of, I was into. I mean, obviously, if you're staging a play, don't write a play with a kid in because kids are terrible actors. Can I, uh, can I ask a question real quick? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think I know, but I clearly don't. So when people refer to Southern Gothic plays, um, that what, what does that mean? Um, the, the, the style is what? Yeah, I actually don't know if I've ever used it in theater. I think of it more in literature, which would make sense. Um, oh, it's like, like Faulkner, right? Faulkner, yeah. yeah. Faulkner so it's like is, it's yeah. like a it's like like southern. It's like it's books set in the south by southern authors, early part of the twenty, like the first half of the twentieth century. Um, and there's sort of like a, a creepiness, right? It's like the decaying of the old south. Oh, like so that's, that's like, where the gothic part comes in. Yeah. Got yeah, it. Sort of like this, like, um, you know, I think you can think of it as like the flip side of like the South. It's like the it's like this the dark side of like the South will rise again. It's like, no, these like people who have been like whose way of life has been like totally altered, having to cling to like whatever sense of reality they can. They seem to be doing quite fine. Yeah, they're fine. Up up into today, they're doing quite fine. Um, but yeah, great question. Got it, thank you. Of course. Um, oh, sorry, one more question then. Yeah, so yeah. the actual term gothic, that derives from like, is that like yeah, ghosts? It derives from the goths, yeah. Um, and so it, it's a, why is it called gothic architecture? But it, it's derived from the architecture, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so it's like German? Oh, okay. Um, ah, this is so interesting. Okay, so Gothic was used to refer to anything not classical. So like not Greek or Roman, not like columns and straight lines. Um, because the Goths were not Roman or Greek. Um, 
So it, it really means it like originally when it meant it was just meant the other style. So Got it. Like, and the and the goths and then, up, when, and then it took in this own right. And then when did the goths exist or when when was so their the heyday? goths are like Roman times, but it it's doesn't the architectural period doesn't refer to that. It it is like I don't know, um uh pre-Renaissance, the cathedrals with lots of like um crazy stuff on them and the flying right and and that right. i don't know how it then got um transferred to like uh creepy. southern gothic or creepy or well like it's like the the uh, the ornateness of it or like I the guess, uh, yeah that and, and also there was like a you know they'd often have the gargoyles and and such and so maybe it's like decay is part of the um, aesthetic. Right. And I guess by the time, um, by I, that time, it was old. On Edom, Edom Online, which I use a lot this teaching, um, Gothic adjective of the Goth, the ancient Germanic people pertaining to the Goths or their language in 1610 from late Latin Gothicus, from Gothi and the Greek Gothoi. Old English had Gothish as a noun, the language of the Goths from 1757. Gothic was used by 17th century scholars to mean Germanic, Teutonic, hence it's used from 1040s as a term for the art style that emerged in Northern Europe in the Middle Ages, which has nothing to do with the historical Goths. Originally applied in scorn by Italian architects of the Renaissance. Oh, so they were like clowning shit. Yeah. It was extended oh, early 19th that's century. That's so petty. To, yeah. Um, it was extended early 19th century to literary style that used Northern European medieval settings to suggest horror and mystery. Ooh. The word was revived in 1983 as a name for a style. Oh, so that's music. like, sorry. So that's like uh, Dracula. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, and like Frankenstein's Gothic novel um, uh, and the associated youth culture. In typography in England of um, blackface letters used for German text in, 17, in the U.S. of square cut print typing, Gothic revival in reference to a style of architecture and decorating championed by Sir George Gilbert Scott is from 1856. Doesn't have Southern Gothic. No. Thank you, Josh. Thank you, Adam Online. Um, to go back to what I was saying. The kid, Sorry about that. No, I, it's, it's always been like a thing that I like. Uh, I why hear the term. Music, why the architecture? I mean, I kind of, I guess I got the goth, like the goth music thing. Um, but I guess it was like the Southern Gothic thing I didn't have my finger on. But now I understand it. Thank you. So I liked how I liked um, I liked how when Jay died, when the father died, Rufus was kind kind of happy about it in a way. I mean, like, I think he's like, he's by far the most interesting character. The the um, the kid, I, and so the kid is probably the who is probably the author of the book, I would guess, mm. as a kid, because it's set a generation before, and so it's probably him writing. Yeah. But yeah, he is almost kind of happy that his father dies, because then there's something special about him. Absolutely. I think, uh, I think there was actually a lot of emotional honesty in this play, and a lot... Um, there's a lot that I either recognized or said I felt that or so there was a lot of emotional honesty in the play, but it was uh, 
caught in the like resin of this fucking shitty play. Yeah, it was a shitty play. I mean, do you think it's better first on stage and second in the original book? I assume that the book is actually good. Good? You do? I do. Because I think the, sorry, so the thing that I actually enjoyed about the play was the misdirection of it. Um, and it did like three misdirections where at first you thought, um, they started talking about like the old woman dying. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh God, this be, the old woman's gonna fucking die. And then they, they pull the trick with Jay getting the call about his dad. Yeah. And you're like, oh God, so it's gonna be like a, like a shell shock play mm-hmm. or like truths will emerge. And then it wasn't that at all. It was, it was the dude that died. And I appreciated that because that's it's interesting. I don't think I've ever seen a thing before where something is in the atmosphere, mm-hmm. you know, like the, the, the specter of death kind of hangs over the play and you know, it's coming in some way, but it comes in a way that I didn't see coming. And I appreciated that. That's a good point. And so the original title, the book's title would probably have been more evocative. Mm-hmm a death in the family, right? That would have like set it up better because we would have been like, who's gonna die? Is that what it's called? Yeah, think about um, All The Way Home. I don't know why All The Way Home. Um, it's, it seems like the Tad Moselle became interested in something slightly different than that. Mm. Like he was reaching or he was trying to capture something on stage that um was different is it somehow that lost world because it is like i don't know 1915 southern america he's trying to make it into the south very much and we should mention that the first page is like littered with racial epitaphs but it's weird because the characters really don't talk about race no, except for in that context, except for on that first page, or another right. But it's page. not like, but it's not like the grown-ups sit around talking about so and so recklessly eyeballing me, or like there, there, there's no uh, other than slightly talking about like war ravaged Europe. It's not like a uh, right. It's like it's not. It's not about that. I mean. It is interesting because, like, the one dude is named John Henry. Mm-hmm. And then John Wilson? No. Um, no, John Henry is the father. I think. But isn't, yeah. the, isn't the kid, like, one of the kids, like, another double name? It might be Jay Wilson. But uh, I think Jay's dad was named John Henry. Yeah. yeah. And John Henry's the dude, right, who beat the locomotives. Yes. He did what? Uh, John he Henry... Were, he was the black dude that like um, raced a locomotive to like build a uh, what was it? I forget the I forget the myth from when I was a kid. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Um, and he and he dies. John Henry. John Henry is a black dude. And the father's name is John Henry. I mean, they're two pretty common names. That's but true, yeah. but but it is interesting to like. There is, a, this is a complete sidebar, but it is, yeah, the whole thing about Rufus and then, yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, that's an interesting point. They make a point of Rufus being 
a black name and and the father the grandfather i guess is named john henry it's strange but like i i totally identified with that idea i remember when i was a kid i wanted my parents to be divorced mm. you know at some point i wanted my sister to die so then i could like find purpose or do you know what i mean the sympathy yeah I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's sympathy or what, but I, I recognize that. And I appreciated that, like uh, that piece of his character. Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't know. The kids were, but it's littered with kids, the play it's, it would be a strange one to stage. Disgusting. <laughs> Disgusting. Littered, is littered, not the right. <laughs> <term>. <laughs> Children but it's run it's a up. shitty it's a shitty play. But like the description of how Jay died is good. Mm-hmm. I like uh, so we should say about um, his brother Ralph is an alcoholic, and there's a thing in the first act where I thought that was like going to be sort of the first switch. I thought the play was going to be about that. And so Mary Jay's wife won't get in the car with Jay driving, so Jay has to drive, and Ralph is like. You know, he drives, he used to drive drunk too. And Jay hasn't drunk since he's been with Mary. Um, Has and- anyone ever refused oh! to give What? Oh, okay, this is potentially interesting. So he vows that if he ever drinks, he'll kill himself. Yeah. So it could be also yeah. that, like, I didn't even catch that. Right. So, yeah, he, he vows his thing. I'm not going to drink because I made a pact with myself. If I ever drink, I will kill myself. And then he goes off to see his father who might be dying, hangs up, hangs out with Ralph. And on the way home, he crashes. Mm-hmm. But it's but a just single a, car crash, right? It's yeah. like, uh, it could be like um, uh, death of a salesman. Right. No, but I think if you remember early in the play when Jay is talking to Mary, he does mention that he might tie one on with his brother. He's joking. Right, but I don't know when he's serious and when he's not. True, true. You know what I mean? Like him stating, if I ever drink again, I'll kill myself. And then he like takes a swig of it. He does take a swig, but that's different. Right, but like... uh, To me, it's like the description of how he dies. It like informs that it's just like... uh, It's just like a senseless tragedy. Yeah, it's up in the air. We don't know whether, right, he's, he just uh, goes off the road. We don't know. Nah, he didn't, he didn't kill himself because, He might have like, killed himself. Or he might have nah, been driving nah, drunk. Nah, nah, he didn't kill himself. Choose to believe, and that says something about you. Because the play starts with, I mean, no one here has driven drunk more than me, so, but, like, the play starts with, like, that conversation between him and the kid, mm-hmm. and there's no... There's no, there's no darkness to, to him in that conversation. You don't think he's about to kill himself, but... Right. He's yeah. not like, it's a perfect day for a banana fish. I'm going to fuck your mom and kill myself. Well, he does talk about being brave and proud, and maybe like it takes courage to drive off the road because you've drunk. <laughs> I dig it, baby. 
All right. I guess I'm maybe trying to find complexity where there's no. Um, it's this complexity, and and it's based on a novel, so I think it it elides a lot that like. I would be interesting though about, or I would be interested to know like how the novel reads. Mm-hmm. I have the feeling that it's not what? great. Um, I might James H. E. Right. Aggie. Aggie. I don't know anything about him or anything about Tad Moselle. Do you know anything about Tad Moselle? No. No. I swear, I know the name James Agee. This motherfucker's right I know his shit. name, and I feel like I know Tad Moselle's name, too. He's famous like, for, oh, he's famous for Death in the Family and Let Us Now Pray Famous Men, which is a know. famous like, novel. Uh, Walker uh, Evans. Okay. It's about, like, the Depression, right? Yeah. yeah. Got it. And uh, what about Tad Moselle? What's he up to? He's, he's dead, 100%. Yeah, he's dead now, but what was he into when he was alive? Mademoiselle. He did a film. He's famous for this. He was the leading dramatist of the hour-long teleplay genre. For- oh! So he did, like, uh, hella TV, probably, in the 50s and 60s. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I think because I think a big part of a bit like problem with the players, we don't really. I didn't really care that Jay died. I don't really care about anyone. Uh, I mean, in the play, not in general. Yeah, it uh, it's not very inviting, or it doesn't. It doesn't ask too much of you and i think that almost works against it in a way but i wonder if like seeing it on stage and seeing the interaction of like a family the kids the grandmother and then the wife's family the aunt right and they pay and someone pays like money for like a big set and you're like the vermicillitude of it sure i dig that right and you like maybe like something for those people that you don't the south camden uh, theater company yeah, I mean, no one is staging this play. I was planning on it until you said that, and then I got embarrassed. We're gonna do the uh, gonna do the uh, twenty five year project of staging every Pulitzer Prize winning play. Oh, we're um, only twenty five years. I figure four seasons. That's a that's a thick season, homie. <laughs> Yeah. <sighs> I, oh. oh, so be... real. Oh, so what did this beat out? I'm just wondering if there's anything of note that any of us are familiar with that it that it eclipsed. They don't have any. They don't. They still aren't doing shortlist yet. Yeah, but it, it doesn't have it in that essay. I don't know. Um, this is from what year? 1962. 1961. I, I wonder. That was the year that Dale Mockingbird won. Like I wonder. The 50s seemed like a great time for American drama. Um, interesting thing about the coming decade in the politics is they skipped a bunch of years. So like a bunch of years in the 60s, like maybe four years, were like, we're just not going to give one. Nothing was all that good. Mm. Um, so I wonder, I don't know. You know how like in... Um, in like classical Greece, you have a period period of like 
the Greek no, period. I actually, I, I have no idea. Classical period, the classical period, and then late classical and stuff like that. And you have like, high... oh, so was there a period in in Greece where there's just a lot of shitty plays being produced? Um, well, like the height, yeah, think... the height of. So I think some of these plays are are, are like sort of good. Even some of these, no, no, no but how does in business? <laughs> It's not true. It's a great. And then they skip two years. And then they skip another year. And then skip another. So it's only like five plays in the 60s win. Is it always is it always given for the same reason that due to whatever they're not awarding one this year? We have to look at the essay. Uh yeah, I don't know. But I guess if there was one that stood out as this is a really good fucking play, they would give the Pulitzer. Um so I think that says something. My my question is like, because <laughs> are the 1950s the height of American art? Was that like, the, is that going to be in a thousand years looked at as like, that was like high America, high culture in America, and we are in like late American culture right now? So explain, uh, or what's kind of your thoughts behind why the 50s were the, the, the apex? I mean, it's kind of the apex of American power. You, you have, for, for part of that time, or like uh, the, the most dominant superpower for sure, um, wealthiest country by far. Um, you know, after Suez, France and Britain are nothing, and the Soviet Union is only just developing the bomb. Soviet right. Union. Um, so, so in, it's like a, a Greece of, is it Pericles? Um, or like Elizabethan England, um, Venice of the Renaissance. So that part, but you have like American theater is probably the place for theater. You would say you have all those great American playwrights. You have like New York is a great uh, theater city. Other, other things, American movies, American music, American art even. You have like a, a New York is an art center and a lot of like the the 20th century American artists of a mid 20th century. So I don't know. Like I'm wondering if if that was that is the peak. We are on a, a long downward slope. I bet there's gonna be. I feel like there's probably we're gonna hit some good stuff. No, I think we have some. Other, not that the, not that we don't have some other great plays. Not that there isn't like good art now and good music now and but maybe like the center isn't it's not so centered on the united states and i think it's i think it's an interesting question about the 50s christopher like uh i think i dig what you're saying but part of me almost wonders if america's like height of power was that short period after the fall of the berlin wall after the fall of like night 1989, 1990, like... Yeah, because... because In a way, I that's did, the case. Yeah. But, I mean, I dig what you're saying about the 50s, but, like, the 50s, like, it is weird that there was still a global adversary to America. A global what, sorry? 
they're, they're like the the idea of the Soviet Union as a global adversary that yeah. like in the imagination you know they beat us to space with Sputnik and like well, maybe that's an essential thing maybe like uh Renaissance England needs Spain maybe uh Pericles Greece needs Sparta you know and, and maybe like uh 1950s United States needed the Soviet Union like you need at least to be yeah, there, there's there is a, you need something to contrast against absolutely there is a beauty to like the modernity of the 50s of like american like manhattan modernity i dig that huh yeah i don't know so why do we think this won the pulitzer ah because uh, it was probably because it was probably good on stage it probably had good actors um it's just like a very thick dense play to try to work our way through like uh like reading it you know what i mean there's definitely something missing without a performance i thought there was something missing I, and i thought maybe yeah maybe the performance made that up maybe the book may makes that up um i I think maybe, I wonder if it, I'm trying to think, so Fiorello was the year before this. That was a terrible play. And then before that was like Teahouse. No, it wasn't, wasn't a terrible play. Wasn't a terrible play. All right, we can disagree. Uh, JB was before that. Can we agree that that was oh, a terrible play? I hated play? that play. And that Which one was out, JB? Um, JB, that beat out uh, uh, um, the play. Come on, James, James Brown? No, that Job. What am I thinking? Um, oh, the reason yeah. in the sun that beat up. And I don't oh. remember. I don't even remember. Look, Homeward Angel by Katie Frank. So, despite the fact that their recommendation had been rejected the previous year, they didn't want. They wanted Lillian Hellman to win. Remember, and and uh, the Pulitzer people chose Fiorella because they're idiots. Um, so in 50, 61, they come back, they shortlist Mary Mary by Jean Kerr, The Devil's Advocate by Dory Shara, and All the Way Home by Tad Moselle. And that's the one they favor. They say, Mr. Moselle's play is a dramatization of the late James Aji's A Death in the Family, which as a novel won the Pulitzer Prize. The novel is one thing, the play is quite another. This argument convinced the advisory board. And that's not much of an argument. And so they gave that play. So I don't know. They, I, that doesn't tell me anything. They shortlisted a few plays that I haven't heard of and, and chose this play that I had not heard of. Well, tough time. It's only two jurors. That's a weird thing. You always, I always wonder, like, who are these people? Hmm? Um, who would you be? Um, I, I mean, I liked that scene you said the great grandmother shooting herself. Oh, you want to be her? Yeah. Okay, cool. I want to be Aunt Helen. And Hannah. Aunt Hannah. Sorry, stealing the candies from the kid. What about you, John? Uh, I'll be the kid that wants to be an orphan. Why not? You know, like Rufus. Rufus. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I don't have a, a dream production. Maybe they're all dead. Um, just voiceover. 
Yeah, who would who would you cast? What kind what what kind of theater would you? I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I will go. I'd like to see a it. regional theater in Tennessee. A regional, yeah, a regional theater in Knoxville. Yeah, yeah. Do we know anything about uh, staging history? No, nothing. Nothing. It hasn't been done on Broadway since 1961, I would guess. Oh, it was a film. It was a film. It was a TV movie. Um, so next week, we are reading and listening to How Does This Even Business Not Really Trying? I really excited. I really like this musical. Great, unarguably great music. I catchy, catchy, catchy songs. It, it's kind of. Uh... So this is a play that I have done in a sense. I was on the stage crew for this play in mm. high school. Yeah. Um, were, you a virgin, were you a virgin at this time? I was not a virgin at that time. Did you scam with somebody in the theater? I actually, at the, the cast party after the show is where I met my high school girlfriend who I stayed with for like four years. Yeah. Wow. Whoop, there it is. Yeah. Um, A finger blast to remember. <laughs> it, yeah. I remember it being a fun show. I had a lot of fun, like, messing with the cast and, and messing with the production. We had walkie-talkies, so we could like uh, make fun of the stage manager over them during changes when he was trying to communicate. Mm. Terrible. This, is absolutely it's terrible. Revived. this has been revived a couple of times. Yeah, I mean, I think it's probably the kind of show that gets done by high schools still. High schools gets, will do it, yeah. yeah. And gets done by community theater probably. Yep. Walnut Street. I'm sure it's done that. Yeah. Um, it's a fun, it's a fun little show. Um, have you ever seen it or experienced it, John? No, I think I saw the Michael J. Fox movie. Michael J. Fox did it. I think it's a version of it. Huh, I've never heard of that. I have not. Matthew Broderick did it. I've not read it or seen it or anything since uh, my junior year of high school. So, um, and then Daniel Radcliffe did it. Broadway. Oh Jesus! Out that of a job. All right. Um, well, until then, uh, soon enough. Glad to be back. Uh, say goodnight, folks. Good night. Good night. <laughs>